0: This is an Area Code podcast.
1: You're listening to Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Scarlett Hildebeitel talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. (laughs) Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me as always are Scarlett and Dave. Guys, how are we doing?
2: I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. I'm okay. How are you? you
1: there was a lot of pretty wells. It doesn't sound very I don't convincing. Know, man. So.
2: <laughs> it's still weird times. It's still weird times. That's true. Yeah. I. I guess I'll just. Yeah. I. Uh, we're on Zoom right now. Y'all are on video, and I am not on video because I have a weird uh, nose mouth thing i'm dealing with it's, very, it's all good very weird looking and so
1: well it's okay i mean up until like tuesday i still had a weird i had a weird nose mouth thing going on too but really? you know it was an attempt at a corn beard so
2: oh that's right well that sounds less unpleasant i don't really know what uh, mine. Is. i'm
1: not sure about that because i have teen facial hair and i'm oh, okay. 40 so
2: <laughs> okay never mind
1: i love that teen
0: teen facial hair
2: okay how are you dave
0: I'm doing well. Yeah. Aaron, speaking of, yeah, kind of facial, I, I mean, I've continued on doing my thing. I, uh, I was just kind of keep this half beard going on, but, uh, Uh, there was a guy in my weekly men's group and (laughs) he's got the most, this this beautiful handlebars right now. Like he's just got like (laughs) that thick facial hair and like, he's also a high school football coach. So he just looks mean and awesome. And I said, dude, don't stop it. Let that, let that keep going. So if you've got the facial hair dudes, just go for it. Um, uh, Mm -hmm. Then again, I know they say, shave your facial hair during covid
1: yeah, but, uh, yeah. Ma- maximize protection with your masks absolutely can I, can
2: I interject real quick to just clarify for our listeners that i'm not dealing with a beard or moustache um <laughs> <laughs> problem i don't think i said I specified. <laughs> my <laughs> nose is like a autoimmune related yes. infectious i don't know what it is it's fine
0: yeah it's listeners a, it's a yeah listeners when scarlet joined in we started <laughs> she uh she had. Uh, she was just covering her mouth. It was just kind of like, "What is going on? Are you? We can't hear you. Speak up." And well, I've got the ointment
2: going, so <laughs> just not oint- pleasant to look at. I really I
0: don't like that word, ointment.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just it's what it is. It's just, and it's near my nose, so it, never mind. Why are we talking about this? Oh, sorry. Beca- I because have we this can. Up.
0: Because yeah. because <laughs> last week with Drew Dick, we talked for 30 minutes about Canada. Look, you knew yeah, so what we you need were to getting talk about into
2: those ointments now.
0: Oh man, I thought we would have like 10 minutes of Canada banter and it was, it was a lot of 30 Canada. minutes. And I loved every minute of it, by the way. <laughs> and, and our listener response confirms that they also love Canada banter. But they're also like, "Wait a minute, what is this podcast about?" this the book's podcast. Isn't that what we're Canada always
2: asking now. ourselves? What is this it's podcast transitioned about? transitioned to be completely about Canada. Yeah, I had to like, I had to, I was kept looking
0: at the clock. I thought, man, we need to transition this at some point. But it was so entertaining. I thought, <laughs> okay, I think people are enjoying this. Let's just keep going. Um, and when you start saying names like Saskatoon, uh, you know, you just can't help but laugh. And he yeah. is right. When you say Canada or Canadians, you just start laughing. I just started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just that's it. So, oh, too fun. All right, I'll say this other thing. I have violated one thing I said early on in this pandemic. Scarlet, you recommended a book. I think it was. Is it one second after? Is that what yes? You did? did you read it? I'm in the middle of it right now.
2: Isn't yeah, it pretty great?
0: It's pretty great and pretty darn scary. And I, I know. want to like hide <laughs> under the covers because I'm just kind of a little freaked out. It's a little bit. It's like. It's like, it's you too know, realistic. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. You should so, not
1: have done that to yourself, Dave. I yeah. Know, not but now,
2: I, Dave. I read it when the world was fine. <laughs> I know. No, no.
0: But, but I also thought, huh, maybe I should take notes so I can recognize where we are in this story. And then I figure yeah. out, Oh, this is when the cannibals come in. I should probably lock mm. the door, <laughs> arm up, do the American thing, you know? And uh,
2: yeah, I uh, think there are three books. It's a series, I think. Um, yes, it's like yes. one
0: day after one month after yeah, there's like a yeah. I I, I probably read,
1: will keep going through that. <laughs> did
2: sounds you read like the thing in the beginning? Sorry, go ahead, Aaron.
1: I was gonna say it sounds like it's based on that movie series of the twenty eight days and twenty eight weeks later kind of thing. I don't oh,
0: know. Oh, I love those movies too. The Danny Boyle uh ones with the you know but that's kind of zombie esque though. Uh right. <laughs> so. Yeah, well I mean that's
1: why I haven't watched them, so
2: Dave, did you read in the beginning, there's some kind of guy who's in the military or something saying this could potentially really happen? So it's not like zombie. It's like, you know, if an EMP strike were to happen, this could actually happen.
0: Yes. That's why it's so scary. Yes. And so I remember as a kid reading uh, a lot about nuclear blasts. And I was always fascinated with, like, kind of that advanced, like, EMP uh, that would shut down electronics, right? I mean, this is like the 1980s. Come on, this is Cold War. Awesome stuff. <laughs> By the way, Red Dawn, the movie, was on. The, the original in 84 was on the other good. day. And, dude, it's so good. And, uh, I mean, Charlie Sheen at, like, 20, not all hopped up on Coke. It is really fun. And um He's got uh, crazy, I, I just, Swayze. crazy Swayze. Crazy uh, Swayze. Swayze, he was pretty awesome, Then I got to admit, I'm not... Uh, uh Swayze he could command a movie at that time so there you go but but no but I was always fascinated with kind of scenarios and you're right Scarlett like yeah they kind of you know you got all these war game people who honestly use like think of the worst thing can happen and the whole premise of the book is we've war wargamed so many different scenarios of nuclear war and chemical warfare and all these things but but what happens if you know an EMP hits um, from a rogue nation to you know to a larger one uh, how would we react on the ground level so the story takes place in Black Mountain North Carolina so it kind of showcases what would a small town do what's happening in the big cities and it's told from the perspective of a retired colonel turned a uh, history professor at a small college there and so he's got the historical and military perspective as a character
2: yeah and
0: mm. um, and he's and got the
2: diabetic daughter.
0: Yes. Yes. And so he's easy. He's a widower. So you, you, I love it. Cause it builds all this classic things like, okay, we empathize and cheer for this guy from the beginning. Cause you just know he's, he's had a, a tricky time in the past four or five years since his wife's passed and retired early from the military. And, and now he's put in this situation to lead and I'm only halfway through it. So, um, you know, I don't think anyone's eaten anyone yet, uh, but I'm, I'm excited about that. I love that there's a
1: yet there. Yes. wait.
0: I'm just assuming people <laughs> are going to start eating each other. I just, it always kind of gets to that point. You know, it just does. Like sooner or later, you got to eat. But, but you know why I started, uh, I, I'm, I'm listening to the audiobook. Again, I've continued to struggle to have uninterrupted reading time but i started reading it when uh for listeners you know know but nashville had really bad storms this past week and um electricity was out like just every every kind of creature comfort as if things couldn't get any worse it kind of did in nashville yeah. we had a tornado you've yep. got covid-19 and then you throw uh successive nights of really bad storms that knocked mm-hmm. out power for 130,000 in the area and, yep. and I, I have friends who still don't have the power on. They're part of that we crowd. Even We were fought. two days without power. Oh, oh my God. goodness! Yeah, but but I, I mean, my wife was like, "You need to get out of this house right now because you're complaining too much about this." So, <laughs> um, so my my walks with the dog became longer, and then I realized, oh wait. I remember that book that Scar mentioned about like electricity being out and stuff. And I'm like, what was that? And I had to go look it up. And I thought, oh, yes, this is the time. I'm so sick. This, I'm going to read. This is the time. <laughs> yes, this is the time. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm struggling to figure out what is reality and not between the book and actual life here right now. So Seriously. Yeah. That's yeah. my status update. How's doing? It's a
1: prophetic doing? book.
2: <laughs> uh, how are you, Aaron?
1: Well, today is a pretty good day because I took the day off uh, instead of doing my regular work job stuff. I'm gonna actually try and have a little bit of rest time, but also uh, work on keep working on the manuscript for the for the new Bible story book that I'm writing and stuff like that. So yeah, aside from that, we're all cautiously optimistic about, you know, phase one of Nashville opening up. And, um, you know, depending on who, depending on the day, more caution than optimism, but uh, it's going to be interesting. So maybe we'll actually get to roam around a bookstore again
2: maybe we'll actually get to record an episode in person sometime. Wouldn't soon. that be something that'd be nice <laughs> oh so great i've only done two of, of these yes. ever what
1: we've only ago. we have done all of these via zoom since yes. march yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yes yeah so uh since our last few episodes were at my office in franklin it opened up this week um i was at the office for uh, a few mm. days this week not not today um, uh, well, yeah, Aaron, you're giving me this really funny look. If people can <laughs> see like, you know, just like, hmm, you are
1: wrong. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> no, it's, no, can but, I uh, come over to your office? <laughs> That's uh, really what ab- it is.
0: You absolutely can. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's the same thing. We're still practicing social distancing. It's not like everyone's like sitting side by side, but we all, you know, we, you guys run there you, we've got yeah. different offices. And so I don't. I'm really, I see people, but I'm not like sitting next to them. So I think that's the. Yeah.
2: We should just difference. do that big conference table again and just sit at all, you know, very spread out. <laughs> yeah, I'm for that.
1: All right. One of the things I stumbled across recently because I haven't been paying enough attention uh, <laughs> to McKay's Twitter. They decided to start doing some theme bags for curbside pickup. So once a week, you can go pick up a big bag of books and you can, and then you find out what it is when you get home. And so today I have a great big orange bag full of YA books. I have no idea what's in this bag. I have not looked in it because I wanted to keep it a surprise for me and you so that we could experience this together. Um, There are at least 15 books in this bag. And so we're going to see what is in here and what we can, and what comedy gold we can mine from these books. Are you guys ready? It's
0: it's so funny. It's like, (laughs) I'm very curious to know how many people have signed up for this. Um, But yeah.
2: Can I just tell you, I told Brandon about this, that we were going to be joking around about what's inside. And he was Uh like, Oh, my goodness. He he was, like, excited. Like, I got to get one of those.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's a great idea. I love it. But it's like, what kind of crazy are we going to end up with? Well, I I think
2: Brandon would love that bag is what I'm saying, though. Like, I think he'd be excited to read that. anything in that bag. Okay, let's go. All right. right. (laughs) Okay.
1: All right, let's do this. Okay. So, book number one is (laughs) Me and Earl and the Dying Girl by Jesse Andrews. Oh, read a quick descriptions for all right. Here, here's the back. Here's the back cover copy. This is the funniest book you'll ever read about death. That's a, that's a good opening line right there. It's a universally acknowledged truth that high school sucks. But on the first day of his senior year, Greg Gaines thinks he's figured it out the answer to the basic and existential question how is it possible to exist in a place that sucks so bad his strategy remain at the periphery at all times keep an insanely low profile make mediocre films with the one person who is even sort of his friend earl this plan works out works for exactly eight hours. Then Greg's mom forces him to become friends with a girl who has cancer, and this brings about the destruction of Greg's entire life.
2: I'm hooked. So I'm in.
1: <laughs> so this could be exciting.
0: Okay, that that actually sounds amusing. So I, it does.
1: Well, let's uh, let's just open it up. Okay, and let's see. Oh, good! It it opens with a note from Greg Gaines, who is the lead character. Um, but the premise is is that he is writing the book. Okay. And here here it goes. I have no idea how to write this stupid book. Can I just be honest with you for one second? This is the literal truth. When I started when I first started writing this book, I started to I started it with the sentence. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. I genuinely thought I could start this book that way. I just figured it's a classic book starting sentence, but then I couldn't even figure out how how you were supposed to follow that up. I stared at my computer for over an hour and it was all I could do not to have a colossal freakout. In desperation, I tried messing with the pronunciation and italicization, like it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. What does that even mean? There we go. So that is the opening of Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. So um, this could actually be pretty fun.
0: I was going to say, that's not bad. Not no, bad, that's a, good, right? start. It's a we, good start. How about we rate each of these based? On uh uh so so rate them in terms of like ridiculous value, is it actually a good book? That seems <laughs> like a fun book. That seems like something I could see genuinely appreciating. It's yeah. not something I would go looking for. I just think, oh, I found it. I'd be like, oh yeah, sure, I'll read this. This looks fun.
1: Is that a reader?
2: I think I would keep going based on what you just yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Next one. This one is called The Start of Me and You by Emily Lord. Here's the back cover. It's been one year since it happened. When Paige Hancock's first boyfriend died in a swimming accident, she shut out almost everyone. Now Paige has decided it's finally time to rejoin the world and she has a plan. First on the list, go with Ryan Chase, her long time and newly single crush. And last on the Uh. list, swim. (laughs) Terrifying, yet possible. There's more. (laughs) But when Ryan's sweet, nerdy cousin Max moves to town and recruits Paige for the quiz bowl team of all things, her perfect plan is thrown for a serious loop. Starting over isn't easy, but Paige knows the scariest things are usually the most difficult. Can she face her fears and open herself up to life and love again? Wow.
2: Wow. So uh,
0: well. so, Hallmark has optioned this. I suppose <laughs> this this um, does
1: feel like a Lifetime movie of the week. Yes. Um, yeah. Lifetime.
0: That's more accurate. Yes. Yep. There's there's gotta be some death. There, there's certainly some. There's a love interest. There's all that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. No, Do you guys want to hear the first
1: couple paragraphs?
0: Not really.
2: Nah. I, I don't <laughs> think I read no. that one. I will say no, 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 in no, no, defense, no. that sounds a whole lot like the. Uh, early books i was pitching to literary agents in my early 20s
1: (laughs) i love that well well, i gotta give you a little bit of it all right do you guys want to hear the first couple paragraphs not really
2: Nah, i I don't (laughs) think i read that one i will say in its defense that sounds a whole lot like the uh, early books i was pitching to literary agents in my early 20s
1: (laughs) all right next one the china garden by liz berry
2: looks spooky
0: all right, give me, give give us a quick, like, what, what's it about? Yeah, I'm mean, Like, is this something my mom would read? Here we go. What's going
1: when on. Claire moves with her mother from London to Ravensmere, an an historic English estate, she can't shake the feeling that the residents already know her, especially Mark, a maddeningly attractive biker. Claire also feels compelled. <laughs>
2: Maddenly Claire attractive.
1: also feels compelled to take midnight walks in Ravensmere's abandoned China garden. Then okay. her mother reveals that their own past is tragically linked to the estate. But when Claire discovers that Ravensmere is, gra- is in grave danger, will she risk her future and Mark's to save it? I don't even know what to do with that.
2: <laughs> that's, that's not my cup of tea don't set that one aside for me
0: no no go no go
1: maddeningly (laughs) attractive biker
2: Mm, maddeningly Mm. attractive like i'm i'm gonna use that i
1: think we i think you need to figure out uh how do you how do you incorporate that into a sentence involving your husband
2: well (laughs) already with the biker part (laughs) <laughs> it really, uh, wouldn't really work. Well, I mean, you mm-hmm. can adapt it. I'll be pondering this. I think we should move on.
1: Okay, here we go. Pivot Point by Casey West. Two girl, one girl, two fates, one choice. Mm. Okay. All right, here we go. Knowing the outcome doesn't always make a choice easier. Addison Coleman's life is one big what if... As a searcher, whenever Addie is faced with a choice, she can look into the future and see both outcomes. It's the ultimate insurance plan against disaster, or so she thought. When Addie's parents ambush her with the news of their divorce, she has to pick who she wants to live with. Addie loves her life just as it is, so her answer should be easy. One search six weeks into the future proves it's not. With love and loss in both lives, it all comes down to which reality she's willing to live through and who she can't live without. Okay.
2: Aaron likes this one. You like time travel Aaron, stuff, right?
1: Yeah. I'm not sure I'm not sure what to, what I think about this. like this feels like, and I know we're doing the we're doing that thing you're not supposed to do, which is judging books by by their covers. But oh my gosh, this oh, of was of course you can. Oh come on, yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> like this is
1: like teen, like this is a CW drama on paper. Hmm. <laughs> so, I'm going to put that in the maybe pile.
2: it's <laughs> like time travel in the definitely pile.
1: Yes. All right. Yes. Are I we ready that. for the next one? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Maximum Ride: The Angel <laughs> Experiment, possibly <laughs> written oh, wow. by one James Patterson.
2: Oh po- poss-
1: wow! <laughs> I love that. Possibly, <laughs> possibly written. Attributed um, yeah. to, attributed to James Patterson. Does it say,
0: uh, you know, because he, you know, he set it up. It, it sometimes is clear. It's clear to a There's to no. There's no with. Like- Oh, usually it's like, uh, yeah. okay.
2: I took his, what is it called? The master's class. You know, the things online, those classes? Yeah. When my yeah. Mom, you took when the Patterson like, Yeah. Well, when I was like, I want to be a writer, it was like those that first started out. And so my mom sent it to me and I took them. It was a good
0: class. I'm, I am have I mean, no doubt it was a good of class. Stuff I mean, I but. I'm, you know, and, and I'll admit like that, he, uh I know we make fun of, again, we make fun of, we made, we have made fun of Grisham Patterson, any of those who, who are just, they just are serial writers and they have partners in terms of writing. In other words, they're publishing like 10 books a year because they, they'd really map out a book with someone else who's going to write it and they help them with the concept kind of do the master class like thing, except, uh, uh, but they lend their name in terms of helping to sell it. And, uh, um, But, like, you know, Patterson has done a ton for the industry and the small business owners out there. Like, man, that guy Mm -hmm. has raised tens of millions of dollars, given plenty of his own to support local bookstores right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's interesting to see kind of how, I mean, what they're able to do just to help keep him afloat. Um, Oh, yeah. So I will say this. I'll give him, I know we've sucker punched these guys in the past for (laughs) these things, but at the same time... um, you know, they, they 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 promote the industry. There's no doubt about that. They support the industry. So this is
1: true. This is uh, true. Hey, well, I'm not trashing go him. I mean, good for him. He's making he's making he's making you know tens of dollars mm-hmm. more than we are. He's, so he's, he's still welcome on I the show. I want
2: to hear the back cover. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay,
1: here it comes. Here it comes. Kay. Welcome to my nightmare. Do not put this book down. I'm dead serious. Your life could depend on it. I'm risking everything by telling you, but you need to know Max. Her name is Maximum Ride, and the girl can fly. Max's missions protect the rest of her gang, Fang, Iggy, Nudge, the Gas Man, and Angel from a pack of half wolf, half humans with a taste for flying humans. Rescue. Yes, Rescue (laughs) Angel from a crew of complete whack jobs. Infiltrate a secret facility to track down their missing parents. Figure out what she really thinks about Fang. It keeps going. Get revenge on the one person she thought she could trust. Discover the best chocolate chip cookie in New York City. Save the whole world for crying out loud. Not necessarily in that order, of course. Okay. What, what is going on here?
0: So is this like a YA
1: book? <laughs> yeah. That he, this is you know, all got- YA guys. This is it's all, I, YA. this is what I told okay. you. I told okay, you this all is YA. all YA.
0: So I, I knew he did the kids series. I didn't know he was doing YA as well. That's yeah. why I'm like, first of all, the, the, the phrase whack job yes. is on there too, uh, which I'm like, okay, wow. Did he know and there's that still or did more. someone point that out to him? Okay. All right. There's still more.
1: Oh, no. Prepare for launch. These pages fly. (laughs) Strap yourself in for the thrill ride you'll want to take again and again. Thriller writing sensation, James Patterson, America's favorite storyteller with over 140 million books in print. That's probably, I'm assuming that's the unique number of titles he has. um, (laughs) Invites you on a quest full of nonstop action, adrenaline, mystery, and suspense. Wow!
2: Wow! Wow! There's a lot wow. there.
1: <laughs> There's so much here. I feel like this is a Brandon Hiltabattle book.
2: Oh, completely <laughs> no. Um, that first <laughs> sentence, I was like, okay, but then just wow. Just every, I mean, down to the chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, I don't know, you guys. I'm just gonna.
1: I mean, I'm just out. letting you know that's Brandon's birthday present right there. I'm put
2: that on a note. Yeah, you should give that to him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next one. Shadowlands by Kate Bryan. Okay. Here's here's the back cover. Rory Miller had one chance to fight back and she took it. Rory survived, and the serial killer who attacked her escaped. Now the infamous Stephen, now that the infamous Stephen Nell is on the loose, Rory must enter witness protection with her father and sister, Darcy, leaving their friends and family without so much as a goodbye. Starting over in a new town with only each other is unimaginable for Rory and Darcy. They were inseparable as children, but they haven't gotten along for years. As as the sisters settle in at Juniper Landing, a picturesque vacation island, it seems as if their new home may be just the fresh start they need. They fall in with a group of beautiful carefree teens and spend their days surfing, partying on the beach, and hiking into endless sunsets. But just as they start to feel safe, one of their new friends goes missing. Is it a coincidence? Or is the nightmare beginning all over again? From the best-selling author of The Private and Privilege Series comes a heart-stopping new trilogy about a girl who must pick up the pieces after the only life she's ever known is taken away from her. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. okay. All that right. is Shadowlands.
2: Listen, I want to read that. I'm going to be honest. No, okay. I don't. I think it would scare me. But I think that was I. I. I like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, I'll
0: put it in the. Not bad. Okay. It feels like a Dave book. No. Real quick. So Shadowlands. I mean, I know the C.S. Lewis movie. Where? Who started using that? Originally, Shadowlands. I don't know. Don't know. Okay. I no. mean, it's like an old. Of course. English term probably seems like something that's Victorian or something like that, but yeah,
1: okay. All right, next one. Oh, Jody, Jody Picolt and Samantha Van Leer bring you Between the Lines. Okay. This has teen romance written all over it. Hard Next. pass. Next. Hard no pass. pass. Not Next. even I reading. Not even reading the inside, huh? No. No. We got
0: hard it. Hard got it. We got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Hard pass. Yeah.
1: All right. Ooh. Here we go. The Darkest Minds by Alexandra Bracken.
2: I like books about minds. So let's hear it.
1: Mm-hmm. All right.
2: When Ruby woke
1: up on her 10th birthday, something about her had changed. Something alarming enough to make her parents lock her in the garage and call the police. Something that got her sent to Thurmond, a brutal government rehabilitation camp. She might have survived the mysterious disease that killed most of America's children, but she and the others emerged with something far worse. Frightening abilities they cannot control now 16 ruby is one of the dangerous ones but when the truth about ruby's abilities the truth she's kept hidden from everyone even the camp authorities comes out ruby barely escapes Thurmond with her life on the run she joins a group of kids who escape their own camp zoo a young girl haunted by her past chubbs a standoffish brainiac and liam their fearless (laughs) leader who is falling hard for ruby no matter how much there's still more no Hmm. but no matter how much she aches for him. Ruby can't risk getting close, not after what happened to her parents. While they journey from to find the one safe haven left for kids like them, East River, they must evade their determined pursuers, including an organization that will stop at nothing to use Ruby in their fight against the government. But as they get closer to grasping the things... They've dreamed of. Ruby will be faced with a terrible choice, one that may mean giving up on her only chance at a life worth living.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, it was made into... A it was made into a TV movie. the other year movie. movie. Okay. You yeah, know, Man- Mandy Moore is in the movie. She uh, is. Bradley mm-hmm. Whitford and so on. So, all yes. right. Okay.
1: All right. There you go. You here's know, the fr- I, now. I'm, here's the first line. I'm, I'm going to give you the first line here. Okay. Okay. When the white noise went off, we were in the gardens pulling weeds. I always reacted badly to it. It didn't matter if I was outside, eating in the mess hall, or locked in my cabin. When it comes, the shrieking tones blew up like a pipe bomb between my ears. Other girls at Thurmond could pick themselves up after a few minutes, shaking off the nausea and disorientation like the loose grass clinging to their camp uniforms, but me, hours would pass before I was able to piece myself back together. This time should have been no different, but it was. This one's actually intriguing.
2: Yeah. This mm.
1: one's interesting. I'm putting this in the read pile.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There we go. All right. So guys, so far we are at two in the read pile. One and three in the heck no pile. <laughs> uh, sorry, four in the heckno pile. And one in the give to Brandon pile. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in the hard maybe pile <laughs> yeah, Just yeah, we're doing okay we're yeah, doing okay on it. this this is better than i thought it would be i
0: thought they were going to be a... like delivering their leftover <laughs> trash that no one's bought in a year you know no two they're, years been they're giving there. some quality this here The actually isn't bad i, this I is thought fun. this would be very rough
1: no no we're having some fun here but let's see if that changes with radiance <laughs> By Allison um, Noel, the num- the New York Times best-selling author-, author of *The Immortals*. I don't know what that means. I know what an immortal is. I just don't know what is it that so means. Small. It is a Sorry, Scholastic
0: book. Really, oh, okay. All right. It's like a it's like a pamphlet almost. Okay. It is... <laughs>
1: It is short. It is not 800 pages like the rest of them. Um, yeah. it uses a smaller typeface to make it a realistic oh. size. That's what that's what's going on here. Yeah. All right, here's the back. I think they're saving money, not really. Yeah. Riley has crossed the river has crossed the bridge into the afterlife, a place called Here where the time is always now she has picked up life where she left off when she was alive living with she's you picked crying? up life Are you crying, you're, uh, crying. <laughs> you're crying you're crying no, oh no, my god no, no no no.
0: crying guys that's
1: right.
0: <laughs> he's getting a little uh right is that the talk amongst words? yourselves
1: <laughs> i don't know i don't know I, yeah no, uh, hold on there's no. more there's more uh, <laughs> When she's summoned before the council, she learns that the afterlife isn't just an eternity of, of leisure. She's been assigned to a job, soul catcher, and her teacher, Bodhi. Oh, gosh. This is this is Gosh just, darn just, ridiculous. Just, no. Okay. No. no. Moving no, on. As soon as Bodhi comes in, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like we're not doing point break here. Did,
0: I know. <laughs> yeah, there's only one Bodhi, and he's the greatest Bodhi of all time. That's right. And that would be 1991. 1990- well, that I'm would Patrick be crazy, Swayze. See, we're
1: bringing it all back.
0: Dude. Hey, first of all, <laughs> all right, I'm just gonna say this: that movie holds up pretty well. Uh, <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I, 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 I love Point That's one lie? of those movies when it's on TV on a Saturday afternoon, I tune in. I'm in. I, I nice. mean, I, I, and it's
1: funny. It's it's got great action. I mean, it's it's got Keanu at the beginning of his power um yes before he lost it and regained it and yeah. um although guys we're getting so close to bill and ted's face the music
0: you know it's not going to be good though oh
1: no it is going to be glorious don't you take that away from me <laughs> it's know. supposed to come out on my birthday don't take that away from me um,
0: <laughs> i saw john mcforrest coming out as well i mean yep. he's managed to get his 4. groove Oh, that's right. Matrix yeah. 4. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you got the cash is you know,
1: flowing. You know, I would like Keanu Reeves to have his name on a YA book. That's what I would like. Hmm. I'd like to see what would happen there.
0: Would it be uh, action, romance? What would it be?
1: Maybe it would be both. Okay. All right. It could be both. That we'll seems to, to be what he does. Another
0: time. I like that. All right. Yeah. Keanu. All right. Okay. <laughs> Lots of. It's just going to be titled "Whoa." Whoa. whoa. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, I, I was. I, I, I think, Madeline caught me watching something that hadn't reads on it, and I immediately went in into the whole "whoa" thing, and I and I searched on YouTube. Of course, someone has compiled every scene in every movie he has done chronologically of when he says "whoa." Wow. I mean, that is the internet at its most glorious yeah. nature right there. Yeah.
1: I love it. So, I know. That, that's the <laughs> only reason the internet still has any good good so. left in it, you know, aside from our <laughs> podcast. Okay, here we go. The absolutely true diary of a part-time Indian.
2: Of a part-time Indian?
1: Yes. A wow. novel by Sherman Alexie. Okay,
0: what year was that
2: written?
1: Let's find out. Um,
0: It looks like it won an award as well. You need to let us know about
1: that. It came out in 2007, and so it's the National Book Award winner.
0: But if you say, yeah, I mean, is it like historical fiction? I, I presume then.
1: No, let's find. Well, let's find out. This remember, this is why there's no there. There's no history in here. <laughs> it's,
0: it's like. <laughs> It's like, it's like a Nicolas Cage movie. Like there yes. are no, there, yeah, there are no boundaries here. <laughs> That's right.
1: That's right. That's what this book is. This bag is, this is the Nicolas Cage of, <laughs> it is. of uh, this, this basically chronicles his career. There's like two really great things, a whole bunch of heck no, and one to give yeah. to Brandon. Absolutely. So, <laughs>
0: In Scarlet, by the way, I think what this time is really all about. I've been reflecting over the past ten minutes. I think, okay, what's the real purpose of this ultimately? Scarlet, <laughs> it's to get you back writing for this audience right here, and you yes. need to like, you need to come up with like another uh, a pen name for this. Yeah, and it needs to be ridiculous. You need to come up with like this will be. We can workshop some of the craziest ideas for YA fiction.
1: Right? Have I ever told you guys my my ideal pen name? What is it, uh, <laughs> Dave? Oh no. Hans McGarnagle. Hans oh, wow. what, what are one. you, a German Irishman? <laughs> like, yeah, Barnigal? something
0: like that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, you're, you. Okay, so you have a uh, okay, you have a German mother, I guess, and sure. you have a an Irish father, clearly with Barnacle. Sure. Okay, all right. <laughs> Okay, all right. (laughs) He's actually
1: (laughs) Swedish. He's Swedish, (laughs) Swedish, Hans.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All (laughs) right,
1: all right. So, Junior is a budding cartoonist growing up on the Spokane Indian Reservation. Born with a variety of medical problems, he he picked up on... uh, He's picked on by everyone but his best friend. Determined to receive a good education, Junior leaves the res to attend an all-white school in the neighboring farm town where the only other Indian is the school mascot. Despite being condemned as a traitor to his people and enduring great tragedies, Junior attacks life with wit and humor and discovers a strength inside of him uh, that he never knew existed. Inspired by his own experiences growing up, Award-winning author Sherman Alexie chronicles the contemporary adolescence of one unlucky boy trying to rise above the life everyone expects him to live. And it's endorsed by Neil Gaiman, Amy Sedaris, and, of course, Newsday.
2: Amy Sedaris.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's take a... Really
0: dumb questions. Amy and David are related. Sorry. I don't know Brother and sister. Brother and sister. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right.
1: Okay.
2: He writes about her a lot.
1: Okay, here we go. I
0: know you love David. I love
1: him. Okay. All right. Uh, I was born with water on the brain. Okay, so that's not exactly true. I was actually born with too much cerebral spinal fluid inside my skull, but cerebral spinal fluid is uh, just the doctor's fancy way of saying brain grease. And brain grease works inside the lobes like car grease works inside an engine. It keeps things running smooth and fast. But weirdo me, I was born with too much grease inside my skull and it got all thick and muddy and disgusting and only mucks up the works. My thinking and breathing and living engine slowed down and flooded.
0: Compelling. Something like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to put that in the... Not bad. It's not bad. That's in the, put that in the errand pile. I think that's going in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, next one. The Freedom Maze by Delia Sherman. Is this like came after Maze Runner, I would presume? Uh, I don't know. It takes place in the 1960s. So probably not.
0: Okay. All right. All oh, right.
1: No, 1860s. Us- sorry. I can't read. Oh. It. Maybe.
0: Okay. So is this Maybe it's both. This is like historical fiction, I presume.
1: Let's find out. Is like had. a Harriet Here
0: Tubman-like go. thing, though, if it's 1860s? It might be to
1: both, because I'm seeing okay. 1960 and 1860. Oh, time travel. Aaron, Maybe. you. Maybe. <laughs> you Let's go. put
2: that right into the Aaron pile. We don't uh, even oh, need hold to. Hold
1: on, hold on. Okay. okay. 13-year-old Sophie isn't happy about spending the summer of 1960 at her grandmother's old house in the bayou. Bored and lonely, she can't resist exploring the house's maze or making an impulsive wish for a fantasy book adventure with herself as the heroine. What? she... She gets instead is a real-life adventure, a trip back in time to 1860 and the race-haunted world of her family's Louisiana sugar plantation. Here, President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation is still two and a half years away in the future. And passage of the 13th Amendment is almost four years away. And here, Sophie is mistaken by her own ancestors for a slave. Mm-hmm. Hmm. intriguing okay okay all right. i think this this okay, this, has right. yeah, this has some potential that's what i'm gonna say this has some potential
0: speaking of time travel i uh you know i finally watched uh 11 22 63 uh you know the stephen king novel turned into the miniseries with james franco it's really good i recommend i uh um I was, you know, I, I had heard good things about it. It was, it's definitely worth the watch. And in many ways, almost as good as the book, you know, hmm. I think it got, it, it's very faithful to, uh, to the story They changed some things to speed it up a little bit more, but, uh, but I like it. Yeah. So very I like, cool. the, I like the story. I like the
1: what if scenarios. That's always fun. Nice. So how does, so is James Franco the new Nicolas Cage?
2: I don't know. I'm behind
1: on the movies. I mean, he's just as crazy it seems and makes as many weird choices as Nicolas Cage does, or at least he seems to. Really?
0: I think he went in that weird. He was in that weird zone where he was writing books. He was taking classes. You know, he's getting a master's. Of course, he's always writing movies and, and movies. Um, painting. Yeah. He, he, it's, it was kind of a joke for a while. And, you know, if you've ever seen, um, this is the end, you know, with all his friends, you know, you know Jonah Hill and, um, Seth, what's his name? Seth yeah. Green, but Seth also, thank you. Uh, uh but that is a very yeah yeah. There's a lot of Canadians in that. Uh, that is a funny movie, by the way, but it's all like them playing themselves. <laughs> it's but, pretty uh, dirty too. <laughs> but they make fun. They make fun of him, and he makes fun of himself, kind of being that person in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't. I don't think he's that ridiculous of Nicolas Cage. I think he's probably more dealing with what kind of uh, his perception, because I think he's been accused of uh, inappropriate. Uh, sexual contact i don't know how else to put it uh but like he's had that came up a couple of years ago mm-hmm. so i can tell he's in image rehab right now let's put it that right. way
1: yeah right okay guys we have four books left in this bag we can do this okay let's, let's
0: go through them quick let's, okay. go, let's do quick all This right. let's rapid fire on all
1: right rapid which which with child by celia reese i'm just saying no
2: no <laughs> pass. You, you just threw um, that
1: yeah, that's a pass i did I that's did. hard pass Going. he didn't burn it folks he just used threw it such a pretty girl by laura weiss mm. this is a stunning novel Ooh. with the indelible impact of perks of being the perks of being a wallflower and i never promised you a rose garden and here's what it says. They promised Meredith nine years of safety, but only gave her three. Her father was supposed to be locked up until Meredith turned 18. She thought he she had time to grow up, get out, and start a new life. But Meredith's only 15. And today, her father is coming home from prison. Today, her time mm-hmm. has run out. Interesting. It's an MTV book.
2: That sounds interesting okay. to me. Although, again, yeah, I, mean, I don't want to read scary things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna put that in yeah. the uh, oh, yes. in the scarlet pile. Okay. Yeah. Scarlet. Sure. <laughs> All right. Two more. Summer it's and pink. the City by Candice Bushnell, a Carrie Diaries novel. This is <laughs> how Carrie met Samantha and Miranda. Okay, guys. Here's the last one. Are we ready? Because the bag yes. is now empty. The last one is. Very in pieces by Megan Frazier Blakemore. Very in Pieces.
2: I like the title.
1: It's a it's a good it's an interesting title. The cover is the cover design's actually quite nice too. Yeah. So here is what in it pieces. says. Okay. Yeah. Very sales Woodruff is done being a good girl. Dunn being the only responsible one in a family that's unraveling. Dunn being the uh, obliging girlfriend in a relationship that's sinking. Done saying no to what she wants, like Dominic, her rebellious classmate. With her mom's drinking, her dad's extended absences from home, and her younger sister Ramona running wild, the path Vary has always seen for herself doesn't seem to matter anymore. At the same time, Vary's grandmother, a poet known less for her works and more for her exploits with the likes of Andy Warhol and Arthur Miller, is slipping away. If everyone el- if everything else can fall, fall to pieces, why can't she?
2: Okay, I thought it was going to be like some kind of psychological book, but... It's and a I it's the say, story
1: of a girl's life falling apart.
2: It sounds like yeah, it's the okay. good girl turned to bad girl and eh, I don't know. <sighs> a little, yeah. yeah. a little yeah. bit. I mean, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm gonna put that like so looking at these, I'm I'm looking at all of these through multiple lenses. One is what ones would I maybe give one of my kids to read? Specifically Abigail, my teenager. Are there
2: and, any that
1: you would? Um I, not without pre-reading, yeah. that's for sure. I would yeah. maybe,
0: you know, I've, I'm, it's interesting. I've gotten more in, I've gotten more in life where I've been willing to kind of take chances on books, despite I, I like, I like researching and I like recommendations, but I, I mean, but I mean, we're also reading things like who's endorsed them, who has, uh, you know, who, who's the author and so on. Like there's a level of trust kind of if we're going to take a chance reading it, uh, it won an award, you know, whatever that may be. Um, but, uh, I found a lot of really good books by just kind of taking some risks and I've also found some freedom of kind of saying no to some like after starting to read it. And, uh, but I also mm-hmm. realized like if you don't do that, you're not going to kind of broaden yourself that much more. So like, I know this is a funny exercise to like get this from McKay and see a lot of the terribleness that's out there, but also like there are also some good ones. I mean, how else would you try it? You know, I feel that way. Whenever I go to BEA, I load up on some on books and I, I, I usually I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of trying them out. I, I kind of feel yeah. like it's a little risky, but in a good way. And I read a lot of uh, ALCs <laughs> that way.
1: Nice. <laughs> what, <Aaron>? Nice. <laughs> so I, So I'm creating piles here now. Okay. And um, so the pile that I feel good about right now is in, includes Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, The Freedom Maze, The Absolutely True Diary of a Part Time Indian, and The Darkest Minds.
2: Hmm. Um that's a good All pile. Very different books. Very different. That first one what was it called the Dying Girl one?
1: Me and Earl and the Dying Girl.
2: Okay, I don't know if it's time to transition into what we're reading, but that kind of reminds me of what I'm reading right now, which is why I was drawn to it. Mm. Mm.
1: I, think, right. I think I uh, think now's as good a time as any. Let's let's switch to that. Yeah, let's hear it.
2: Have you guys heard of Eleanor Oliph- Oliphant is Completely Fine?
1: No, I have not.
2: So you've seen it for sure. It's kind of there's some buzz about it. Reese Witherspoon said something about it. And I've had, I bought it like a year ago. I'm not very far into it yet. So I'll just put the disclaimer out there. I don't know if there's content. I, there, ha, there's been one thing already that it's clearly like a book for women to read, I think. Um, so, you know, but um, so far I'm liking it a lot because it's got that kind of quirky, it's about a, a girl, she's like 29. So it has the same kind of vibe as that YA one, but she's older, she's a loner, she's socially, you know, doesn't have any friends at work. And then she falls in love with um, this, like, amateur singer she sees. And she buys a computer so she can, like, research him on the internet. And she buys magazines to know what people wear. And then you find out she has, like, burns all over her face. Anyway, it's just a very mm. interesting, misfit, funny, not in a haha way, but in just kind of an amusing, quirky way. So um, I'm reading that. And I like books like that that are kind of, like, about a character, not action-packed, but, you know, Anyway, I'm enjoying that book. I'm pr- kind of really into it. Um, I just read The Road Back to You. Have y'all read that? Of course you have. <laughs> I'm very late to the party. The Enneagram book. Have you guys no. read that? No, I've not. Nope.
0: I mean, I know enough about it just for the sake of Ian Crom yeah. and this podcast. I've listened to some of the podcasts on it and so on. But um, yeah, go, go ahead, though. What, what do you think? Well,
2: I so I didn't read it for a long time because it's so trendy. And so I'm just like, eh, you know, it's <laughs> just everybody is trendy. I took the free online test Enneagram test, but it's really good. Like I really, I breezed through it. It's funny. um, And it's written by a Christian. What's his name? Ian Crone. Is that right? Something. Mm -hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it and I read it really quick and I get why it has all the hype. And yeah, the reason I've been reading books like that because I'm still reading (laughs) misreading. I set misreading scripture with Western eyes to the side because I'm about to start working on a project that's going to require me to be very studious and serious and so i kind of paused the serious books i was reading and have just been reading quick fun books so yeah that, that's that's what i'm that's reading very
1: right responsible now. of you to to do to that be
2: responsible while i can no.
1: <laughs> absolutely well i mean this is the thing when you're working on a big serious project you should read the opposite
2: yeah <laughs> totally yeah
1: that's, that's just taking care of yourself Actually. Dave what are you reading
0: Uh, well I shared you know one second after so uh, again uh, yeah probably not the best thing to read right now (laughs) but uh, (laughs) I'm thoroughly enjoying it I'm taking notes and what I need to do to prepare for the cannibals and uh i appreciate that it's a great it's a great day guys so what can i say um i probably will keep i will need to take a break from this but i would like to read the other ones after this too so yeah nice nice
1: very cool very cool well uh i am halfway up well, actually, not quite halfway through, but I'm a chunk of the way through "Death Without Company" uh, by Craig Johnson. So this is the second in the Walt Longmire series, um, and it is compelling and rich and entertaining. Um, you know, it's a it's just a good old it's just a it's a good old modern western mis- murder mystery, and so that has been been terrific to read. Um, I also have a copy sitting, waiting for me to read of a book, a comic book called All-Star Superman by, by Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. I like it. I like it All a lot. All
1: right. So, guys, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I think that this bag uh, was, a, was a good idea. I think it was a wise decision to get this. We got some some reading out of it scarlet i'll figure out a way to get you the books that uh that that are for you and brandon um maybe Great. i'll leave them on brandon's desk now that i can Perfect. potentially go to the office in a couple yes. of weeks so
0: <laughs> and no, Dave will drop
1: on. some off at your office too i cause. can't wait
0: yeah you know we will we will uh, we'll figure i mean if you guys are comfortable with it we can uh we can record there soon enough um
1: i'm, I'm good so with just, that
0: me Maybe too. we should do so next week, listeners. We're going to have Dr. Thomas Kidd on. Uh, so certainly you'll, you'll enjoy that. That'll, that'll probably sound very different than today's episode, but uh, <laughs> uh he's a professor of history at Baylor and uh, written numerous books we'll talk about, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be, be a
1: to- hard swing. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah, it so yeah, will. I know. We need to take a break from some of the interviews we we're doing. And we thought we, we, Aaron's been excited about this idea for for a while. So we we're like, you know what? I'm, I'm interested. What's this going to be? So it was a pack of goodies coming from good good old McKay. Yeah, that was fun.
1: So, guys, this was fun. Um, I'm looking forward to actually recording in person again with you guys soon. And um listeners of course leave your you know what to do leave your leave your sincere or insincere five-star rating in review on apple podcasts or wherever you listen to the show and uh, we'll talk to you later
0: this is an area code podcast